Let's pray, and then we'll dive into our message. God, you're good. Uh, God, as your gospel reading just uh, so clearly showed, uh, Lord, uh, you are worthy of our trust. Lord, and as we head into the new year where there are so many opportunities and challenges, I just pray that you help us build our foundation on you. Lord, we say this all in your son's precious name. Amen. So I mentioned this at the beginning, but we're in this little one-week gap between our Christmas series and next week we are going to start a Jesus dysfunctional family tree uh, where we're going to go through a bunch of Jesus ancestors and look at how God used them, worked with them, and sometimes worked in spite of them, right? Uh, and so we're excited about that, but we had this one week in between. And again, I was like, well, what do I want to preach on? And typically, I, if I've got a gap, it's like, let, let's do something that personally affects me which also then normally means that the week before I've got to preach on that, God just throws a lot of whatever that is that I'm preaching on in my life. And so if we're preaching on anxiety, uh, it's not like all the warm feels that normally comes that uh, week. It's, it's just the cyclone, right, of all of this stuff. Uh, and so in light of that, next week, we're actually going to change the message to uh, problems with having too much money. Uh, and so that's what we'll preach on next week, and we'll see. No. Um, but again, anxiety is something that I personally have wrestled with for a long time. In fact, and it runs in my family. Uh, my grandpa Luigi struggled with anxiety. Uh, my mom struggles with anxiety. I, I struggle with anxiety. Um, and the cool thing with Scripture is that Jesus actually gives us tools to how to navigate so that anxiety, so that worry doesn't stop us, doesn't constrict us. And that's really what our gospel reading is about today. And, and we will get there. And this was funny. Uh, Tony asked me, he's like, wait, wait, wait. My reading doesn't start with anxiety. It starts with something else. And it does. But Jesus ties directly some talk about money into how we deal with anxiety. So let's get into the gospel reading today. It starts off. Do not store up for yourselves treasures in he on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So it starts off with that. And really what Jesus is getting after is we prioritize what we value. Right? And this is a truth about all of life. If, if I want to know what it is your family values, what it is a person, what it is a business values, a school values, look no further than where they spend their time, where they spend their money, and where they spend their thinking. And that will tell you where your, where your treasure is going to be. And so Jesus starts off by saying, hey, y'all, prioritize things of heaven, things of God, not necessarily things down here on earth. And he does that because what we trust in is what we begin to serve. So again, go, Matthew continuing on. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Right? This, is, this is what sets up Jesus talking about worrying. But we as humans are designed to have a God. And it's either the big God, our Heavenly Father, or it's going to be little G gods. 
And there are tons of little g-gods that we can serve. We can serve social media and how we look on social media. We can serve uh, our bank accounts. We can serve our jobs. We can serve our family and turn our family into a little g-god where that is where we put everything into. And when our family's doing well, we feel secure. And when our family's not doing well, we, we feel insecure. But a god is what we look to for our security, for our provision, for our trust. And we are designed as humans to serve them. And the trick of it, what Jesus is getting at, is, y'all, those little g-gods can't protect you. And if you're trusting in those little g-gods, whatever that is in your life, that you're going to serve it, but anxiety is going to come with it because at the end of the day, those will let you down. And then that's what's going to tie what Jesus starts off talking with directly into him talking about worry and anxiety. And the gospel reading starts off, it goes, continues on, you're going to see this word, therefore. Whenever you see therefore in the New Testament, a good rule of thumb, just go back a couple of paragraphs. Because what Paul or Jesus or whatever the writer is trying to do is they're tying two ideas together. And so it starts off by saying, hey, don't trust in these little g-gods, don't serve these little g-gods. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear. Instead, look at the, field, the birds of the air. They don't sow or we, uh, reap or store in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not wor- uh, much more valuable than they? Jesus invites them to look at the world. He invites them to look at creation that our heavenly Father designed, that our heavenly Father cares for. And, he says, and look at the birds. And we're in a season in Texas, right, where there's a bunch more birds down here. Skip can probably attest to this, right, the migration pattern. So all the ones from the north, we've got the cardinals and the blue jays. And he says, look out at creation. Birds don't worry what their 401k look like this week, right? But birds aren't anxious every single moment about every single one of their chip, uh, chicklings, right? And yet God cares for them. And, and Jesus goes farther, goes, hey, and you're more valuable than the birds, y'all. Another section of Scripture, Jesus says, not a sparrow falls from the sky without our Father seeing it. And then he compares that to saying, and y'all, not only are you worth more than many sparrows, but every hair on your head is counted. Jesus points his disciples to look at creation as a way to remember to stand on, God is still in control, and, and we can trust him with that control. So, so that's birds. For Erica and I, it's, it's a little bit more uh, uh, close to home. Uh, I believe I got a picture, a tale of two dogs. If you go to the next picture, uh, these are our dogs. Uh, this is from the Amazon driver. I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, so they let us know our delivery was dropped off. Uh, and you can see both of our dogs there in the background. Uh, Anara is the pit bull, and Mal is on the right standing up. Uh, and we have two very, very different dogs. Uh, Anara is bigger, Anara is stronger, and Anara is infinitely more afraid. Right? She is the biggest scaredy cat in the history of scaredy cats. And yesterday, as Lauren uh, Chatfield and I were talking about, was the day dogs hate the, well, maybe July 4th is worse. And then there's New Year's, right? All the fireworks, all the boom booms that just terrify dogs. And it scares both of our dogs, but our dogs handle it differently. Anara hides. Anara goes into the bed. 
Uh, Anara goes into the closet, Anara goes into the shower. If Anara is feeling very bold, Anara will go under my desk when I'm there. But Anara hides when she's scared. Mel, on the other hand, he has a different response when he gets scared. Mel wants to be on us. Like Ron Burgundy styled, I want to be on you. When he's fearful, he goes to us. So much so that there was a month, about six months ago now, Erica was gone, uh, fireworks were going off, and Mal decided his spot was going to be to wrap his head, his body around my head like a turban. And so that's how we slept. He literally just slept completely enveloping me, and he's like, I'm safe here. And in creation, what that reminds me of is that's how God wants us to be as his kids. When we're scared, not to hide, but to go to him, to, to be with him, that we have a father who doesn't say, hey, good luck with that but instead invites us into a relationship and invites us to bring that relationship when our anxieties hit. The gospel continues on. And why do you worry about clothes? See, the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Again, Jesus points them to creation. And one of the things that has helped me, and, and this is going to be a fairly practical sermon, we're going to end very practically, but, but find a point in creation that, that you can use to remember this is how God provides Again, for me, it's my dogs. For, for you, it may be the birds of the air. It may be the plants. maybe the flowers. But finding a point that we can plug into our head, when I'm anxious, I look at this thing to remind me of how our God is, is a tool that God gives us as his kids, as his children, who he does not want us to be bound by anxiety, bound by that fear of the future. And anxiety is different than fear. I do want to separate those two things out, right? Anxiety is worrying about a future issue, right? Uh, is, is the money market going to go? Is the house going to be okay? Am I, am I kit, right? So worrying about something we don't control. Fear is an immediate response to if the house is on fire, your body is going to have fear, and that's a good thing because it's going to get you out. It's going to get your kids out. Worry is worrying that the house is going to catch on fire. And those are two separate things. And God has stuff to talk about fear as well. But when we're talking about anxiety, we're really talking about that, that, that consternation that binds us up, that we're not in control of the future. And since we're not in control of it, that emotional weight starts to constrict us. All right, continuing on in Matthew. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or, or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Jesus encourages, challenges his disciples that one of the best ways to combat worry is to move our minds from thinking from dreading, from obsessing over this, and, and moving to the things of God. A few days ago, I took a journal, and I do this typically at the end of December, where I think through what are the goals that I want to see happen in the next year. 
And so I sat there for about 45 minutes. I had this journal open, and Rick Maslink, I am still using the same journal from four years ago. I went through like four and four months, and I have held on to this sucker. It's amazing. I'm very proud of myself. But I can go back, and I can look at like previous year's goals. But I'm looking at this blank page, and I, 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 got, I couldn't figure out what my goals were. And then as I was praying through this text, as I was thinking through this message, I, I kind of got hit with a little bit of a get check of like, hey, what if instead of asking God, what are my goals, turning the question around and saying, God, what are your kingdom, what are your goals for my next year? Instead of obsessing over how I want to change, how I want the future to look different, turning it and saying, God, what are you up to? What are you trying to do through me? What are you trying to do through our marriage? What are you trying to do through our church? And, and how do I seek after that? Flipping the script and saying, when I seek after the things of God, the things of this world get a little bit more muted. The fears of this world are less acute, and I'm able to move forward with him. And again, the good news is our Heavenly Father knows that we need these things. He, he knows your kids need food every day, three times, and they don't go to work right? They don't really participate. He, God knows that kids need, right? He, he knows your mortgage. He, he knows your work situation. He knows your school situation. He cares. But the challenge that Jesus says is, but y'all prioritize first and foremost on what I'm up to, and, and the rest will take care of itself. So therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. You see, each day has enough trouble of its own. Jesus challenges his disciples to, to live in the present. And, and worry steals from the present. Make no doubt about that. If you are worried about the future, you are missing out on what God is doing here and now in this moment. When, when I'm worried about my finances, when I'm worried about my house, when I'm worried about X, Y, or Z, I miss what God is doing here and now the opportunity to see his love, his provision, and to, in turn, love and provide for other people. And so one of the gifts of the gospel, one of the gifts of Jesus, is he says, y'all, because God has the future, let's just focus on the present and the gift of the present, especially as we look at a new year and goals and resolutions is that at the end of the day, what God is saying is, here and now, I have something for you. And don't let anything take that away. That's what God is after when we talk about not worrying as children of God. And that's great. You're like, awesome, Josh, that's amazing. Now go and do that, and you're going to be fine, right? But it's more complicated than that. And I would love to tell you that what I am going to share with you about my own life and how God has helped me with worry is the one stop you will never have another worry again, and the rest, that is not how this works. I would love to be able to say that, y'all, I have the perfect solution. Just read this Bible verse, just do this thing, and you're going to be great. At the same time, though, we have a God who shows up and says, but you don't have to be trapped by it. And while because of my family ancestry, because I'm human, we're going to wrestle with this until the day we die, God gives us tools to get us out. If anxiety is a roller coaster that's just insane, there are off-ramps where Jesus says, hey, there's a way you can get off it. And I'm going to share with you a couple of the biblical ways that I have found that have helped me cope and deal with anxiety. So we, we talked about creation. 
I'm going to show another picture. Uh, this is, I mentioned this a couple uh, weeks ago. Uh, Erica drew this in my office. And what it says is, God gives us daily bread. Uh, and so that's in my office. It's actually the, the background of my phone now. Uh, so you're not going to really be able to see it. But literally, the first thing I see on my phone is God gives us daily bread. Because for me, money is something I worry about. And so placing visuals around my house, around my life, that reminds me God is going to provide. That reminds me that I'm not in control and that's okay. And I'm still here. So apparently daily bread has been something that's been happening for a long time. All right, so finding and placing things out in our lives that we can have to remind us of the God that we have, all right? Number one. Number two is something called prayer journaling. Uh, this is something I've just taken up in the last couple of years, and it started as a weekly thing, and now it's almost a daily thing. One of the best ways I have found to stop worrying is to get it outside of myself. And we have a God who invites us to bring everything to him. And so what I do is I start off and I write down, what am I thankful for? And I'll just write down what happened yesterday. So Eric and I got to go to a cool New Year's Eve party. And so this morning, I literally wrote at the top of my Thanksgiving, fun party last night. Talked about time with my dogs. Right? Whatever it is that you're thankful for, write down a couple of things. And then I write down prayers. What am I worrying about? What am I concerned about? Is it money? Is it the house? Is it this relationship? Is it a question that I have? Uh, this morning it was, God, help Sunday morning go okay. And I write all those down. And then I pray over them. And I, and I, I say, thank God, thank you. And I say, and God, I'm scared or I'm worried or this situation seems out of my control. And you know what's really cool? Is I start by going over the previous time's requests. Because oftentimes, I actually see, like, I was worried about something and God provided. And so now there is a tangible track record of our God providing, our God coming through, our God fighting for me, our God taking care of complicated things for me. And I literally write a little smiley face next to him as a way to remind her, like, hey, God was faithful in the past. He's going to be faithful now. And then once I pray about him, I don't have to carry it as much. And I would love to tell you, I pray it, I write it down, and then I never worry about it. Nope. Sometimes I have to go back a dozen times, a hundred times a day. Oh, wait, God, I'm worried about this again, but I wrote it down. Here, take it back, and, and he graciously takes it back. But literally writing down what we're concerned about while what we're thankful for can be a, a huge, huge way to connect. All right, so we've got physical objects around the house. We've got prayer journaling. And then we've got one last thing. I'm going to plug something that we've been talking about for a while. Uh, if you haven't done this yet, there's something called Anchor Verses that we are doing as a church. If you text 94000, the word anchor, you will get into a text messaging prompt. We'll have meditations, we'll have prompts to help us memorize a new Bible verse. And this one Bible verse has been more useful than any other for me personally for the last 20 years, and it comes from Philippians chapter 4. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Would you guys read that with me again? Can we go back one slide? Let's read that together. 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Good job, guys. We're already getting the memorization. This is great. Uh, let's go back to that uh, first verse again. I just want to walk through this a little bit. So do not be anxious about anything. That's a big statement, right? That, that's, a, that's laying down a marker. Do not be anxious about anything, okay? But in every situation, no matter what it is, in the highs, in the lows, when you're, when you're at the hospital, when you're not sure if the paycheck's going to come through, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, and then this is important, with thanksgiving, remember when I was talking about the prayer journal, don't just write down, God, this is what I'm scared of. Spend some time being thankful. Be intentional about that. Present your request to God. Bring it to God. And, and just an FYI here, this is written by Paul, and not when Paul's doing really awesome. Paul's in prison when he's writing this. He's living it out, and he's telling the early church, y'all, I am literally in chains. And the guy in chains is telling you, do not be anxious about anything. But instead, in every situation, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So that's what we're supposed to do. And then the promise. Next verse. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Y'all, that is good news. That is really good news. That is a promise from God. That when we live that rhythm in our lives, that when we bring him everything, the joys and the challenges, the thankfulness and the prayers, that he is going to give us God's peace that's going to transcend all of our earthly understanding. That even when the situation doesn't magically resolve itself, even when there are real problems, that the world would tell us you should be freaking out right now. That this peace of God, which transcends all understanding, and I love this, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's going to guard you. It's going to protect you. It's going to fight against the worries and the concerns. You know, this is good news. And this is going to be the Bible verse that starting off in January, a new year, that we as a church are going to memorize, we're going to pray through. Because this is literally the verse that me and my best friend growing up, Tony DeMombro, when we both got into church 16, 17 years old, we both had our own anxiety. And we would text this verse to one another. And what we had to do was, we'd start off with like, I would text him, do not worry about anything. And then he would have to text me back, but be thankful and in every situation, bring your request to God. And we did that hundreds of times back and forth when we were concerned about things. It's a promise from God that helps mold our prayer life and our life together. Let's pray. God, Lord, we're excited to see what you're going to do in this new year. Not because of our plans, not because uh, we have everything worked out, but because you do. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray this verse over this church. Lord, that we would not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, Lord, through prayer, through our petitions, and with thanksgiving, with remembering the God that we have who has been so faithful, 
Lord, that we would present everything to you. We'd bring it all to you. Lord, and that the gift of that would be this peace that transcends all understanding, that transcends what the world's going to tell us, that we can be drawn closer to you. Lord, we're excited to see what you're going to do in this new year, and we're grateful that we get to be a small part of it. And God's kids say, amen.